We are enjoying our series called Happy Home. Take a look. Yeah, there we go. Happy Home. And we are in this walking through the 23rd Psalm to see how God, Jesus, the great shepherd, um, parents us, right? So that we can love and live in better, healthy ways. And while I desperately, desperately want for you to have a happy home, I am so very grateful that you weren't happy to stay at home this morning because we have a very, very important thing to talk about that affects every single one of us. Here it is. How to get through the dark days, right? How to get through what you're going through. Now, everybody, no matter how good we look on the outside, no matter how solid we look, every one of us, individually, in our marriages, in our families, our kids, our friends, right? We either are going through the dark days, will go through the dark days, or have gone through the dark days. So we need to know how to, how to get through what we're going through with hope and with joy and with victory. And that's what we're pressing into today. We want to do that. Now, um, in this Happy Home series, we tend to structure the applications for parents and kids. Because as you see, we have a lot of them, right? But don't let that throw you because this is true and applies to every single one of us, no matter what stage of life we're in. So if you need to change the application to, to fit your life circumstance or to fit you, do that. This Don't get thrown by that. This is for all of us, okay? Now, we're in the 23rd Psalm, and to, to get where we are, we have to go back to where we've been, right? We have to get the context. Here's why. When you take a text out of context, all you're left with is a con. And nobody wants to be conned, right? So we have to see where we've been. Here we go. Here's the 23rd Psalm. If you missed any of this, it's all on the podcast on gettusandbethany.com, not con, okay? So, the, stay with me. Okay, 23rd Psalm. David writes, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This is the key, we said, to total, complete, deep contentment. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Why? To restore my soul. Right. And we said, this is the restful rhythms. This is the Sabbath heart. This is beating busy. Right? That's what he wants. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He's going to show me the right paths. Not resting on my own righteousness, but on his gifted righteousness. And that is great. That is wonderful. And so far, it's all warm. It's all fuzzy. This following Jesus thing is working out real good. You're happy. You're healthy. You're paying your bills. Your kids are doing well. They made the honor roll. They don't need braces. You're loving this following Jesus thing. You see, there's green pastures. There's still water. There's restoration of the soul. He's leading you in the right path. And what happens next? Take a look at the next sentence. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. What happened? Right? I was walking along, things are going well, green pasture here, still water here, right path there, now I'm in a dark valley. What 
happened? What happened? It wasn't supposed to be this way, we think. Wasn't following Jesus supposed to be all rainbows, ice cream, and unicorns? Right? No. Apparently not. Apparently not. Here we are. Here we are. What happened? Well, when my sister, little sister Elizabeth was 10 years old, she was doing the children's, she was doing the reading part of a children's service in our church in Louisiana. And um, it was the 23rd Psalm, and they were doing like the old King James Version, which is, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Only that's not how she read it, right? She read it, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And everybody laughed, right? Except for one who screamed. But you know what? I think that she got it right. I think she got it right in that she was expecting that she was going to go through dark valleys. She expected dark days to come. And that's right. We all walk or live in a broken world, right? And there are, in that broken world, dark times. So parenting tip number one, teach your kids to expect to occasionally go through dark times. Teach your kids to expect to occasionally go through dark times. How do you do that? How do you do that? Happy birthday, Johnny. Blow out the candles, but don't forget your little dog Scruffy is going to die someday. (laughs) No. No, you don't do that. You do it this way. You share, you ask, you pray, you demonstrate, and you teach. You share what you, as a parent, as a person, are struggling with. And the fear that you're feeling. And how you're finding your hope in Jesus. You share with them the stuff you're going through so they know it's not uncommon. Right? And then you ask them, in the right times, what are you struggling with? What is causing you the most anxiety, the most worry, the most fear? Right? And then you pray with them about those things that they would know that Jesus is with them, that they've got nothing to fear. That this was all plan, that that God's plan is to walk them through this, right? And then you demonstrate. This is the fun part, right? You demonstrate for them that Jesus is there for them in the way that you're there for them. Show up in unexpected ways at unexpected times. If they're in school, think about checking them out early, just uh, one day, right? If you're a teacher here, just forgive me. Take them Take them somewhere they enjoy. Go and see me. Go to Jermaine's and get a, get a Froyo or something like that. Do something special. Or maybe you can't do that. Maybe you just tuck a note in their lunch or in their pocket. My mom used to do that for me, right? So that you look for ways that you are going to demonstrate that you are walking with them through this difficult time. So that they have living proof that Jesus is walking through them during this difficult time. And then you teach. You teach them to have this scripture, this truth hidden away in their heart. You, You teach them. Maybe it's before they go to bed. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil 
for you are with me. If you want a children's translation, you can get that, right? But teach them to remember. This is so powerful. I use this all the time. I'm going through something right now in, in terms of my continued healing, right? And, and I got to write. This is the back of a business card. This is my victory verse, right? And, and I'll take it out. You see me. I'm walking in this stuff, just reading this. And it changes the power of Scripture in your heart that you memorize and can stand on, right? You do that and do that for your kids. So teach them that. But often, right? Even if we teach our kids to expect that occasionally we're going to go through dark days, occasionally we're, we're often surprised we're, we sometimes have to go through the dark valley, and that's the, the shocker that derails believers, no matter how old or how young they are, right? We, we tend to think, like, Jesus, I didn't sign up for this. The love, the peace, the joy, the forgiveness, the freedom, the, the comfort, yes, yes. This dark valley, no. Didn't sign up for that. And if that's where you're going, I ain't walking with you anymore. Now, nobody would say that out loud, probably. But I know scores and scores of friends who have, in the dark valley, decided to ditch the God who's going to walk them through because they blame him for it. So, we often wonder, how could this happen? And, and Jesus said, look, follow me, expect this, but don't let it trouble you. Because I got you. I got this. This is what he said to us. In the world, you will have tribulation. You will have dark days. But take heart. Don't be swayed. Don't be shaken. Don't be worried. I have overcome the world. I've got this. And I've got you. Let's walk together through this. So maybe you think, how is this dark valley that you're going through, whatever that looks like, and we'll take a look at what it might look like in a minute. How can this be part of God's plan? And you might have even thought, if I were God, I would create a world without pain, without suffering, without dark valleys. You've ever thought that? If you've ever thought that, that is more than a thought. It's a revelation. Because that is exactly how God created the world. Without sickness. Without dark valleys. So how can this dark valley that you're going through be part of God's plan? It wasn't part of his original plan. It was part of our plan. This was our choice. Here's how it plays out. Book of Genesis tells us that when God created the world, the universe, and everything in it, and all the people, He said it is very, very good. Right? This was a world without death, without disease, without hatred, without abuse, without poverty, without injustice, without racism, without heartbreak, without war. But, then our first parents decided to be their own gods. And in that, they invited sin into the world. And sin entered in and fractured God's original plan. 
And since then, everybody, you, me, the Pope, Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, Justin Bieber, all of us, the Kardashians, right? All of us have cooperated with that fracturing. And God, in His love and mercy, rather than abandon us to the dark valleys and the suffering and the pain and the death, entered into that and took it upon Himself and destroyed it in Himself so that He would not destroy us. So right now, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, you can be delivered from the power and the penalty of sin right now. And in eternity, you will be delivered from the presence of sin. And that is the promise of the gospel because of what Jesus has done for us. And that is great hope. So, so what does what you're walking through, if you're going through a dark time, what does that look like for you and for me? Here are some different ways that it can look. It can look like relational trouble, right? A breakup, a divorce, betrayal. It leaves you feeling unloved and brokenhearted, does it not? Maybe someone bullies or abuses you. It leaves you feeling insecure and afraid. Maybe somebody rejects you. That can make you feel alone and unworthy. Maybe you get the message that you have cancer. You have some physical suffering. You have a diagnosis or somebody close to you does. We have a lot of families in our church that are wrestling with that right now. That can lead to you feeling self-pity and victimhood. You can experience unanswered prayer. And you can feel abandoned by God. You can feel doubt. You can give it all and still fail. And that can make you anxious and self-doubting. You could be suffering from depression or emotional pain. Listen, if this is you, I am your brother. I know of which I speak. We need to have compassion on people who struggle with depression and emotional pain because they are very very familiar with the dark valley. And that can leave us feeling joyless and hopeless. If you are stuck in addiction and destructive choices, it can make you feel shame, self-loathing. If you're in a financial crisis, it can make you feel vulnerable and desperate. And if you face the death of a loved one, it can lead to feelings of despair and misery and bitterness. And this is just scratching the surface of what this roadmap through dark valleys can look like. And some of you could add pages and pages to this. And in all this and through all this, there is great hope for you. Great hope for you. And I don't want you to leave here without that hope. Let's take a look at that. As we look at this truth in Scripture, it's easy to miss two words that change everything. Here they are. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Walk through. Those are words of hope. Those are words of hope. As we follow Jesus, He's not just taking us and driving into the dark valley, pushing us out of the car with no car, no phone, no Uber, no way out. No, His promise is follow me. I've got you. I've got this. 
I have overcome this. And with me, you will not be stuck here. You will walk through. And some of you desperately right now, or sometime soon, will need the truth that in Jesus the plan is to walk through. Walk through. That's where he's going. And if you're going with him, that's where you're going to. The Apostle Paul knew this. He wrote this, for this light momentary affliction, that's the dark valley, right? Is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory behind all comparison. Now the dark valley that Paul was writing about was pretty severe. It's, it's being arrested, it's being beaten, it's being whipped to shreds, it's being imprisoned, it's being stoned, right? Not in the recreational marijuana use sense, right? To, and left for dead. And yet he writes, the glory that awaits is worth it. I'm walking through this with Jesus. He said, I'm walking through and the destination is worth the detour. And I'll take it if you're with me. And we can do the same. We can do the same. Here's the bottom line. Whether you're following Jesus or not determines whether you will walk through the dark valley into glory or make the dark valley your home. And the dark valley was never meant to be your home. It's meant to, to be the place where you grow closer, where you press in tighter, where you trust more desperately, more relentlessly, is it not where you and I grow? Is it not where we grow? On the mountaintops, were we to stay there in our broken state? That's where we start to trust ourselves and forget about God. Praise Him in the dark valley. Because that is where you know that you know that you know that he is yours and you are his. And if you have that, you can walk through with him anything, anything. And the psalm says, though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. And, and yet, if we're honest... We often feel fear. We often fear anxiety. We often feel worry, right? We do. And that should be a red flag, right, to our spirits to say, why is that there? Because fear and, and following Jesus, worry and following Jesus, anxiety and following Jesus shouldn't be, shouldn't be roommates. They weren't meant to be. And yet David tells us there are four words that change everything. There are four words that are better than dark valley is bad. There are four words here that make the difference between the darkness breaking us and breaking through, walking through the darkness. The four words that are small but so powerful are right here. You are with me. You, Jesus, are with me. You are with me in this. That's it. When you face circumstances that you fear will tear you apart, you can rest assured Jesus is with you 
and whatever and whoever and whatever Jesus holds together never falls apart. So if you're worried that this thing, not just the circumstance and how it might end, might be fearful, but this might be the thing that tears you apart, you need to know He is with you. And whatever He holds together doesn't fall apart. In fact, Scripture says, in Him, in Jesus, all things hold together. The planets, the stars, the people, the families, the relationships. In Him. So you need to know that you know that you know that your kids know that He's there. Whatever Jesus holds together does not fall apart. So give Him everything. And when you fear, this might be the thing that tears you apart. Remember, He is with you. And He holds you. And he holds all things together in his power. Parenting tip number two. Teach your kids that Jesus is with them, holding them. He is the reason they can keep going and get through without fear. Your temptation is going to be to build them up in themselves. You can do this. You got this. You go. You're strong. You're... That's not bad, but that's not the answer. Their abilities, their, their strength in themselves. No! That's the world without Jesus. And He's saying, you're going to get through this because I am with you. Not because you got what it takes, but because you got me. And I've overcome everything that you're worried about. Flip that script. You got Jesus, and in Him you can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I cannot do all things. The world will tell us that. You see, the reason these things have the ring of truth is because they have the ring of truth. They don't have the whole of truth. You could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That difference is the difference between darkness and light, between death and life, between a life separated from God where it's all on me or the life built on God where it's all on Him and I'm just walking with Him. That's the life of victory. That's the life of hope. Okay, okay. So make sure you make that distinction. Parenting tip number three. Here we go. Teach your kids to escape to their hiding place. Run and hide. That's good advice. Now, I can see some of you A-types, men and women both, going, I don't need to hide. I don't need to run. I don't need to escape. All right. You're not going to escape. You're going to go to your coping mechanism. Right? <laughs> whatever, whatever works for you. Whatever works. This is true. In times of crisis, when you and I visit the dark valley, have these seasons you are going to find something to be your hiding place. Are you not? Think about yourself. Think about the people you know. When these times come, you will self-medicate with food, alcohol, drugs, sex, buying things you don't need, excessive recreation or activity or scheduling, your work, sleep, doesn't matter. You're going to find a hiding place to help you walk through. The question is, is it going to be Jesus or is it going to be a Jesus substitute? If 
you want to go deeper, think about this. He, he, here's what, here, well, here's what uh, David writes later. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. You are my hiding place, right? You are either going to find one in God or you're going to find a God substitute. If you're ready for this, this is true. If you're not hiding in Jesus, you're hiding from Jesus. And if you want a life of going from one dark valley and trading that for another dark valley, hide from him. If you want to walk through and you want to find green pastures in the dark valley, you want to find still water in the dark valley, you want to find restoration for your soul in the dark valley, it's him. And it's with him. And when you have a hiding place like that, a coping mechanism like that, why would you trade it? for one that is going to leave the situation and you unchanged. If it's a destructive hiding place, when you get back, not only is the situation worse, but you're worse for it. If you find one that is a good thing, that you make a God thing, it still doesn't heal you. It still doesn't give you hope. It's only escape. There is help and hope when you make Jesus your hiding place. Make Jesus your hiding place. For me, as a kid... My hiding place was my parents' bed, right? Weaseling in right between. Nothing could touch me there, right? Maybe if you grew up in a home like that, that was true for you. That is only pointing to the ultimate hiding place that is Jesus Christ. As an adult, as a strong person, as a weak person, as a young person, find that, run to that, hide. That is your strength. He is your strength. Run and use him as your coping mechanism. Because you're going to find one. The only question is, which will you find? Him or something else? And when you get back from that hiding place, your circumstance may not have changed, but you will have changed. This is my memory verse. My circumstance may not have changed, but I will have changed to be more like him, to think, more like him to speak, more like him to love, more like him. And in that, I can walk through with him without fear into victory. So how is he our hiding place in all of those ways that we talked about? When relationship troubles face us, he is the love that never leaves. When someone is bullying or abusing, he is your security. He is your protector. When someone rejects you, he is your acceptance. He is your identity that can't be shaken. When, when you hear the diagnosis of yourself or, or a loved one, he is your healer. He is your comforter. When you have unanswered prayer, he is your all-knowing and all-loving God that you can trust in the confusion. When you give it all and you still fail, he is your victory. When you're suffering from depression and emotional pain, He is your joy. He is your hope. He is your light. When you're stuck in addiction and destructive choices and all the junk that brings with He is your forgiveness. He is your restoration and your deliverer. If you're in a financial crisis, He is your provider. 
not your employer, if you're facing the death of a loved one, he and he alone is victory over death. He is your hiding place. But even in still in dark valley, we're left with questions. And there's nothing wrong with questioning. But we have to make sure that we're asking ourselves and, and our kids are asking and answering the right questions. So here's our last parenting tip. Oh, no, I forgot this one. When we feel Jesus is not with us, I'm sorry. It's not because he has left us. It's because we have not developed a deep awareness of his presence. So I want to give you a resource, right, for practicing and realizing the presence of God in your life. It's a book called The Practice of the Presence of God. Um, it's written by Brother Lawrence. It's an old book. It's a, now, if you um, want to Google this, there are several sites that will give you a free PDF of this little book. But it's always being aware that he is with you and how that transforms your life. Um, it's one that I recommend to you. And because it's free, you ought to get it. You ought to read it uh, and do that. So the questions, here we go. Let's, let's move on. Parenting tip number four. Teach your kids to ask the right question and choose the right response. I'm going to give you a, a question never to ask. And a question always to ask. Okay? The question never to ask also happens to be the most popular question that we ask when we get in the dark valley. Here it is. Don't ask, why did God allow this to happen? Don't ask that. Rather ask, did I take myself here into this dark valley? Or did I follow Jesus here? That's the question you should ask. Did I take myself here? Do I need to own this destination? Or did I follow Jesus and this is where the road ended up? That makes all the difference. And there's something to do regardless of what your answer is. If I took myself here, this is what you do. You repent and you return to Him to be delivered from the darkness. Right? He wants to restore you. He wants to pull you out of that. If you walked yourself there, if you follow Jesus here into the dark valley, trust Him radically and repeatedly a thousand times a day if you have to. Write it on a business card. Read it. Memorize. Change your thoughts. Change your feelings. Change your, let Him change your life. Right? Trust Him radically and repeatedly and walk through with Him fearlessly. Let's be honest, in, in the dark valley, we have a ton of questions. And God does not give us all the answers that we want. He gives us one answer. And it's the answer that we need. I am with you. I am with you. And if the Holy Spirit will give you the grace to be aware of how he is near and with you and in you, that will evaporate fear and give you the hope to walk through this with him. And the dark valley will be flooded with light in your soul because he is light. 
And even darkness is light to him. He gives you one answer because I am with you is all you need to know. Because Jesus with you is all you need. And if you know that, if you cling to that, if you refuse to budge from that, you can walk through anything with hope and peace and comfort and even a measure of joy that makes other people around you say, what is going on? It's not a what. It's a who. I am with you. That is so true that he made it one of his names. And we talk about that more at Christmas than other times. It's Emmanuel. God with us. God with me. That's how important that is to him. Make it important to you. I want to close and say that Jesus is no stranger to the valley of the shadow of death. In fact, he knows it like the back of his nail-scarred hand. Because when Jesus went to the cross in our place as our substitute for our sin, he went into the darkest valley that ever was or ever will be. Because he became all the darkness that plagues us, all the sin that weighs us down, all the injustice in the world. And becoming that, God the Father could not look upon him and turned away. And that is the utter darkness that he suffered so that you would never experience it. He did it in our place as our substitute Savior so that you would never know that darkness. And he's willing to go through anything again with you to walk you through into that victory. And some of you need that hope. You're facing physical, emotional, relational, financial problems, darkness. I just want to invite you. There is no shame in that. I want to have a time of group prayer and you just come on up. As the worship team comes, I want you to come on up. If you're, you or somebody you love is in a time, a season of, of the dark valley, you come. You come. It might be the sickness of, of a family member or yourself or something emotional or something you're trying to heal from. All of us are, all of us are like walking, yeah, come on. I know a dear friend of yours died last night. Come on up. Come on up. Anybody who's got a dark valley that they need the hope, yeah, you come. Yeah. You're worried about your kids. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Come on. Everybody. We're, we're dealing. We got, we got emotional struggles, right? Like I do. We got, um, we got things that, that we need to know. Come on. This is a time of hope. This is our time of healing. We're going to pray. If you're in your seat, you're going to have this blessing too. We just need to demonstrate that, that we're walking through this together with Jesus. Lord, so many hurts, 
So many hurts represented here in this room and with these people, Lord. And we lift them up to you. Lord, we know, first of all, some of us walked ourselves in here. And Lord, right now we repent. And we return to you. And Lord, we trust you to deliver us and forgive us and restore us. But Lord, some of us just followed you. And the road became dark. And for that, Lord, we look to you. And the reassurance that you are with us. And because you are with us, we will walk through with you. Without fear. Because you've got this. And you've got us. And Lord, the road is not dark to you, so we cling to you. And Lord, we confess that we have a lot of questions. But we're going to hang on to the one answer you have given us. I am with you. Right now, for every hurt, for every hopelessness, for every trial, for every struggle, everything, Lord. Let you be enough. Let us know your nearness. Let us know you're carrying us. And we're going to make it because you're walking us through. And you are with us. And we love you. And we praise you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright. Now here is our assignment. You walk through these times with these people as living proof of the God who walks through with us. That's why we come together. That's why we walk together. That's why we love together. That's why we want everybody breathing in this valley at the college to be in Christ. To have this blessing, to have this hope. If you need to just marinate in the goodness of God, that He is with you and you have hope and He is walking you through, then do that. He is good in the light and on the mountaintop and in the darkness and in the valley. And let me tell you, in the valley, is when he shows off his great love for you as none other. If you need prayer, beyond that, I'll be here. Ty over there. We've got Paul Jacobs. We've got, yeah, there's Jeremy and Natalie. They'll pray with you. Let's do business with God. <laughs>